Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Non Yay! Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And I'm tired. <laughs> I know. It, if I tell you why I'm tired, you promise not to make fun of me? No. Okay. I, want, I decided in my 30s, I was finally going to learn how to French braid my own hair. And I watched tutorials, like truly, like I watched a bunch of ladies on Instagram and then I thought that they're going too fast. So then I literally watched a woman on YouTube, which there are a ton of them, by the way, teach you how to French braid your hair. And I almost cried twice. Uh, it's because you, you couldn't do it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> cry because it was so beautiful. Um, <laughs> My I, God, I'm perfect. I was like, God, I just don't know why I wasted so many years not making my hair gorgeous. Um, so a French braid, I got to say, feels a bit outdated. Even when it was in date, it felt outdated. So oh, did you take a picture? Oh, fuck yourself. I did take a picture. So this is the thing is I know it is somewhat outdated, but and this is going to sound so dumb. I've seen like Nike commercials where there's like a woman boxing and she's all muscular and she's got like dope, badass French braids. And I was like, I want to have muscles and French braids. Oh, <laughs> you're going for like the cornrow French braids, like two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two, like, but like chunky, like two kind of thick, chunky ones that just look like you could hurt somebody. I don't know when French braids started to become like militaristic or like aggressive but there's a t I know you personally know what fringe braid I'm talking about I'm not exaggerating I did almost cry it did take me over an hour I restarted one side 20 times and I knew that I couldn't do it dry because my hair is too curly so I took a shower I had it pretty wet and I couldn't get to the point where I had to re-wet my hair. And then I kept starting and fucking it up and start. And so I can't, I literally, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, dumb 14 year old girls with nine followers on YouTube can do this. You can do this. <laughs> like, why is this so fucking hard? I don't want to blame everything on my dyslexia. I might just fully be dumb, but I just could not get past like the, the second step and I couldn't figure out what to do with my hands and I kept forgetting which ones to grab hair with. It took so much like full concentration. If I had asked my mom to teach me and had practiced when I was younger, just like a language, I wouldn't, it wouldn't think anything of it. And that's why you watch these like YouTube tutorials and they're like, do, 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 and it's done. And you're like, no, not do, 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 it's done. Like I, my brain can't fathom like I sound so dumb, but I don't care. It was really hard. I did it. I, well, you did it. It's a hard thing to do to just pick up off the bat. These people are teaching you because they've been doing it for years and they make it seem easy because it's easy for them. It's like if we did a comedy thing, well, all you have to do to tell jokes on stage is get up there, have some material ready and then do it. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the problem? Just like that. We're talking about folding hair. 
And the difference between a braid and a French braid is that you slowly add hair while you're folding it. And I could not, I'm slightly better at it and clearly not as turned around when I'm doing it on somebody else. I think it would have been a lot easier if my hair was straight. But then I was thinking like black women do this all the time and they do it like really tiny braids. So who am I to complain that I have curly hair? I Do you know what the problem is, Liz, is you've been trying to braid your hair for a decade at least. For as long (laughs) as I've known you, you've always wanted to be able to do braids and you never have been able to do braids. And I remember you getting mad at me because when I destroyed my hair because I dyed it blonde too many times (laughs) and I had to braid it because I had no other option. It's just because this is years of you trying to do something and that's what your frustration and why you started crying. It wasn't one attempt. Yeah, like every yeah. year it's like a, how, but how sad is it that I'm a woman in her 30s with a goal of just being able to do her own hair? I just want something that I could, it's out of my face and I don't feel like I gave up on life. So that's why I'm tired. You got it. You got it. Thanks. Don't give up. Thank you. I know you can do it. Thank You're you. going to have some like badass braids and then you'll be on YouTube giving tutorials to like 8 million people and you're going to make all your money with that and I'm going to be fucking angry. I'm going to be angry. <laughs> we both like have like nine different skills that we've really learned and the one that's making me money is like, again, something a 14-year-old girl does on yeah. YouTube for funsies. I'm going to start making money by being one of those videos that like Japanese people watch to not have dinner by themselves. That's what I'm going to make my money doing. <laughs> First of all, did not know that was a thing. And second of all, I am I will be your first subscriber. That is amazing. <laughs> what does that entail? Um, I think it's just, I don't know. J- Johnny pointed it out to me when I kept talking. I, I roasted a bunch of vegetables for us for lunch. And I was like, I really like the red peppers because like all the sugar comes out. But with the salt, it's like got all these flavor profiles. He heard you talking about vegetables and you were like, this is a type of conversation that someone really has to be lonely or love you. And I think you can make money off the first one. <laughs> yeah. I I just went to YouTube video of people eating so that you're not lonely. And I, I, as soon as I wrote video of people, here's the list. Yawning, laughing, walking, crying, falling, dancing. So maybe the more you try to braid your hair, you should just video yourself crying because there's a market out there for it. Oh, good. Um, people will watch anything. So Um, believe me, as two comedians that put stuff online, we are very aware of that. (laughs) Um, I've also like, you know, I joined TikTok like six months ago or whatever. And the videos that have, I'm not exaggerating, like 10 million views is just a pretty girl eating cake or like a pretty girl drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's nothing. There's nothing unique about it. She's not even like the prettiest girl you've ever seen. Her boobs aren't even out. You're just like, wait, what? Like there is a part of me that's like, why am I, why am I trying to craft? Like, why did I work on my personality for so long? <laughs> like, I just, don't, yeah. I need so much it therapy. Re- <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> I have a huge butt. Why don't I just put that on Instagram? Millions oh, of followers, dude. You would. You've. I mean, you absolutely. Like, what's sad about it is if we had like sacrifice especially just go with body we would already be like financially set and famous that's that it's that silly and having integrity sucks i really am mad at my dad i didn't want to like insult all the people who have gotten attention that way but it's fine if you have it flaunt it i mean that's i'm not i don't see a butt model and i get angry it really doesn't bother me what does bother me is that that's that type of attention and validation wouldn't do anything for me 
And that's what's upsetting. Do you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if somebody goes, wow, you are beautiful and you, your ass changes my life. I, I'd be like, why would you say that to me? Like, I would be upset yeah. about it, even though like yeah. secretly I would be like, well, that's nice, but I don't want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from my boyfriend and like probably, probably my friends to be like, your butt looks amazing. Thank you so much, Maria. Like I, not, I don't get real validation, but when I, somebody says I'm funny, when somebody says my joke, my jokes, like make them feel better. I've worked so hard on it and it is something that I've like crafted and it is important to me and you know, what have you. So it's like, there is a tinge of jealousy that one has to do. Not, I'm not saying they do little because some of them, you see their workout videos and you're like, I would never, I barely try at the gym. Like, that's just amazing that you have so many butt exercises. But it is, it is a little bit like, I don't know why my parents didn't let me just slide under the radar and be a webcam girl. Well, you know, it's just like, we're like out there trying to get our thoughts heard. Feminism so, is yeah, exhausting. So if, it, so if it is like, it's like, I like your butt. It's like, great. But like, did you hear my punchline? Cause <laughs> that's what's, that's where my, um, what's the word? Like the, uh, currency is. Yeah. That's where um, my heart is. That's where all my effort went to. That's why I get so upset. Like, that's the funniest part. Like, I don't think people realize that they'll like, they'll lead with like, you're beautiful. And then they'll be like, and I really liked your material. And you'd be like, you piece of shit. Like, why yeah, would that, you leave with that? Like, that's infuriating. I remember when I had a TV set and my friends were like, oh my God, you looked so good. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear I was funny. I don't want to hear. On, I was on stage for 20 minutes working my hardest. <laughs> I can't do much about my face. Like, there's really little I can do. But I worked four months on that joke. Like, yeah, I think that. And don't get me wrong. It's like, who doesn't like to feel attractive? But and I know that's a luxury to even feel attractive. That's like the hardest thing is that like, it's a luxury to even get positive attention in that way to be like, ah, it's not even important to me. Um, but at the same <laughs> time, when I put something online, it was 100% for you to enjoy my material. That's what I worked on. Um, <laughs> begin to Google. Yeah. So basically, you know, the longer you work on your braids, the more you will accept praise for them when you do get them. <laughs> It is, it is. And it's uh, clearly just from women. All I need, all I need is one woman to be like, oh, I love your hair. How'd you do that? And I'd be like, oh my God, it's so easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's really what you want to say, right? Like, you It'll just, take you like three seconds. <laughs> oh, dude, I've just, you know, I just taught myself last week, but it's really easy. If you can't do it, you're dumb. Should we get in our Googles? Yeah, let's do our Googles. Are you doing, uh, are you doing okay? I'm yeah, I'm good. I'm, um, I'm having a good hair day. Oh, this is a very hair episode. I love it. Definitely. I'm trying that. And I'm just going to take a picture and, and send it to you. It's just going to be like revenge braid. And I don't know what I'm getting <laughs> revenge for. I googled, um, is is French pressed coffee bad for you? Wow, this is a very French episode. Um, is it? No, French braids, French press. Good for us. <laughs> that is, we're, we are, we never plan this. We're just accidentally on topic. I'm really proud so of us. Yeah. Um, so is French press what? Coffee bad for you. Oh, why would it be? I wouldn't okay, even have so that logic. a long time ago, I remember something about like the oil in coffee isn't filtered out, and so like it's supposed to like give you high cholesterol if you drink unfiltered coffee. And so I was like, I remember hearing about, I remember hearing about that years ago, and so I just decided to Google it because I was like, is that the thing? Because I just bought a new French press. Um, it's called a cafetiere here. But, um, and the coffee's amazing. But so anyway, I Googled it and yes, um, there is more cholesterol in that coffee. Yes, it can be bad for you. The, the amounts are minimal, but 
if you're on the edge, say like if you're on the edge of having high cholesterol, it can teeter you over the edge if you have like four to six cups a day, which is what I have. Um, you have four I don't to six anybody, cups of coffee a day? I need too subtle because here, because like a mug is about two cups of coffee. Nobody has a cup of coffee. That's it's like, it's like a half a mug of coffee. So yeah. So two, so that if you have one mug, that's two. So if you have two mugs, that's four and say you have a third in the afternoon, that'll be six. And espresso has the same amount, but because you're taking espresso in, in smaller amounts, it's not as bad. So you got to watch that. As somebody that doesn't drink coffee. I mean, I had like a couple of years when I did drink coffee and it was, I always said that I didn't drink coffee. I melt, I, I drank melted coffee ice cream. Yeah. You, yeah. You were always going for the like frappa whippy, yeah. like caramelly. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Anything a teenager would drink or like a mom of six that like, this is going to come out wrong, but just like somebody that's just like at a Dunkin' Donuts that is just like put in, <laughs> I say this and I'm just really describing my mom, but like my mom would drink these like big coffees with a lot of like you know what I don't know if she put as much sugar in it that's not that's not fair to my mom but my mom would drink a shit ton of Dunkin Donuts coffee I think she still drinks a shit ton of Dunkin Donuts Dunkin Donuts is good coffee I miss it I I I liked it I preferred it over Starbucks but I at the same time don't have any foundation to what I like let's put it this way. So my friend hurry who I would go on on the road with and open for he, um, he's like a coffee connoisseur. And he would go to any kind of independent coffee shop every city we would go to. And rarely I would drink it because it really hurts my stomach. And it's just not good for me. But sometimes I'd be so tired or we'd be driving for hours. And I would just don't I didn't want to kill us. So we'd go somewhere and I would get something and he, he's just a nice person. They'd be like, oh, how's the coffee? He's like, oh, it's amazing. Thank you so much. And I remember this so clearly. We were in St. Louis. And it was like this. He asked like a bunch of people, what's a new independent coffee place? I just want to support somebody. They tell us. We go to this little like hole in the wall. It's like both an art exhibit and a coffee place. The woman's so nice. She makes me a mocha, makes him whatever he gets. And we talk to her and then we leave and he's like, it's amazing. Thank you so much. We don't even get half a block and he throws it in the garbage. And I was like, what? I thought you said it was amazing. He's like, it's burnt. There's all these issues. Like he was like telling me the same way somebody would like talk about wine. He's like, oh, gross. And da da And I was like, you said it was amazing. He's like, yeah, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I was like, how is she ever going to get her coffee place off the ground if you keep telling her that it's great? And then I was drinking mine. He's like, is yours burnt? I was like, I don't even know what that would taste like. It tastes like chocolate and caffeine do you know what i'm saying like there's no there's yeah there's really a um there's I'm... a really f- funny movie about two brooklynites who are trying to get to the beach but but it takes them the whole movie to get there but they're stuck somewhere deep in brooklyn they're two snobs i'm i think i'm the only person who ever loved the movie but oh, they you went made to get me a... watch it and i hated it yeah no one liked it i loved it but they they go to get iced coffee in this bodega and so this woman just puts a little bit of ice in cups and pours coffee over it and they're like yeah that's perfect thank you and they just go outside and throw it out like <laughs> If you have a if you have a taste for coffee, I could totally see. I can't stand a shit cup of coffee. Like it's, I would rather. But I, I mean, it's nice of him. I don't know what a shit cup of coffee tastes like. I mean, right? Like, because I, you don't have. I don't have. You don't have a discernible palate. I was going to say mature palate. That was actually very nice of you. Also, no one likes people with discernible palates. But um, <laughs> in I anything, get it. in anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've even gotten a little highbrow with what I like in comedy. And I've actually learned when now when somebody like says, asks like, who do you like or what kind of comedy do you like? I keep it real simple because if you start getting like heady about it, people are like, okay, you think you're better than me because you don't like fart jokes. And you're like, I do like um, fart jokes, but they need to be thought out. 
I just did a podcast today where it's like, who are your comedy influences? And I, I just give the same three names every time I'm asked that question because I'm asked it all the time. But aren't you waiting for them to be like almost judgmental of your choices because it's the same way that like if you asked uh, like a, a wine connoisseur what your favorite wine is and you like went into a deep, deep answer, they'd be like, dude, just say red. Like, what are you doing? Like, wait, if you asked a wine connoisseur what your favorite wine is. And you went into a deal. Like, if, what do you, um, I got lost in your analogy. Well, I'm just saying that even when somebody is an expert or, or, or like that's their, their thing, even when somebody deep dives in it, unless somebody's on the same level as you, you just sound obnoxious. Yeah. Well, when people ask about your favorite comedians, they just want to match it to, to who they have in their head. Like, who are your influences? Oh my God, I love them too. But if you start getting into like obscure people no one's heard of, they'll go, oh yeah, I'll check them out. And like, we'll have no intention of doing so. It's a chance for them to connect with you. Oh, you like this person? I like this person. Oh my God, we have the same comedy taste. Yeah, you always um, have to have like two old school or big people in there or they check out. Totally. I don't even know who to say anymore. I'm just like, I don't know. I've seen so much comedy. Like I can't, <laughs> everyone's my comedy influence. No one at all, all at the same time. I hate that question. <laughs> I went on a coffee tangent, but I don't know anything about, fr- I think I know what a French press looks like because of you. Cause ah. I, yeah. The, I, anything I know about coffee, like my mom is a heavy coffee drinker um, and my dad doesn't drink it at all. But my mom drinks like, I think about 40 cups a day. I think that's pretty standard uh, for her. Um, but like my mom drinks a lot of coffee, but like you're the person that like made it discernible for different levels. My boyfriend just walked in and showed me his French press, which made me happy. Oh, that's awesome. Because I thought it's funny because I also thought I saw that and I was like, I think that is a French press. Make sure he knows not to have more than six cups in a day. I I will. You know what? I think he I think his life has changed. I think (laughs) I think we've influenced him. That's the whole point of our podcast is to save lives. But the truth (laughs) is, is I didn't know what it was until I was about to say since I started dating you. But that's not what we are. <laughs> oh, but we have such a deep friendship, and we've spent so much time together that I'm like, you're like my revolving girlfriend. Like, like even when I date new guys, I'm like, oh, you'll have to love Maria, just so you know. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just a, a non-negotiable. Yeah, if like- if Johnny didn't like you, it'd be a problem. Yeah, be a real problem. I feel like I have a picture of you in my wallet, like an old school dad, and it'd be like this is the love of my life. You better respect her. (laughs) (laughs) And then like flip my wallet back and they're like, cool, it's our second date. Um, (laughs) um, Weirdly enough, my Google, my Google is about my boyfriend. So I have never experienced this before, but he, he twitches before he goes to bed or like, as he's falling, like I know when he's falling asleep because his body twitches and it, Mm. I actually, I actually try to fall asleep before him because it keeps me awake. Like it wakes me up. Like yeah. we might be both falling asleep at the same time. And then he starts like twitching. I do it. Do you? I've, I've, I've scared the shit out of Johnny. Cause like my arm will be around him and then I'll just like <laughs> pretty much like kind of hit him. And he's just <laughs> like, he'll jolt and be like, what the fuck? And like, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't think I've ever known that I twitched before, but I do the same thing. Like I can't wrap my arm around him when I start falling asleep because. And is it every night? I'll do that. And I'm like, I'll like hit him. Yeah, it's it's pretty much every night. Yeah, it's every night. I I, I was scared when we first started dating because I was just like, does he have like a neurological disease? Like I was like, I do not understand this. I have never experienced it before. I've never, but it's that's I can tell like if like he's upset with me, I know because he's not falling asleep. Like I'll know that he's awake. 
<laughs> like it's 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 so weird. It's so weird to be laying next to somebody and be like, he's awake. I know he's awake because he doesn't twitch. Are you yet. mad at me because you're very still? <laughs> yeah, truly. I looked it up. First of all, it's a crazy common. Sixty to seventy percent of Americans uh, twitch, and oh, it's not even called that. It's called hypnic jerks or sleep starters, which I thought was like, what's a, the first one? Hypnic H Y P N I C hypnic okay. jerks or sleep starters, which I was just like. Oh, I like how they like had a, like a professional name, and somebody's like, "We'll just call them sleep starters for the for the Liz's of the world." Um, yeah, but it's these like kind of little like muscle spasms. They say that there there's nothing wrong with them. They can you can have more of them because you have like caffeine too late at night, or like you exercised before bed or something like that. Like that can make them more prevalent. And what's weirder is I can't figure. So I have done it. I've done it where I wake myself up. He never wakes himself up, but I've done it where like I've. I've jolted so much that I woke myself up, but I can't figure out if he like influenced me and or I just didn't notice until we started dating. Oh, and then the other thing is like being really tired or like exhausted can also like make them more prevalent. So I was just like, oh, I should be having well, them. What causes night. it? Do you know? I couldn't figure out what causes it. They does, but but it's like not dangerous. Like I've looked everywhere. Nowhere do they be like this is the problem. Like there's no. I've, I've, because it happens when I think it happens when you smoke pot too. Cause I remember like years ago, if I'd smoke pot, like I would, my muscles would twitch. And I think it's like you're relaxing before your brain is relaxing. Yeah. Something like that. I read like a couple of articles. Everything says it's not a big deal. And that's usually when my like research stops. I'm like, am I going to die? And they're like, no. And I'm like, cool, figure that out. I, st- I have to say it's really hard not to be concerned, even though every single article says don't be concerned and it's super normal and everybody does it even if they don't know they do it. Yeah, well, I do it. So it's maybe you have a type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have a type. Um, I've dated three different guys that have night terrors. Oh, my that- God. Yeah. And that's the first time I was like, I think I have a type and it's psychological. <laughs> I was like, night oh. terrors are terrifying. I don't have them, but like just hearing about them, I'm, I'm like, that's. Oh yeah. I've been screamed at while sleeping several times. Are, are, aren't night terrors what like, why, like some people end up killing their spouses in bed? No, that's, that's um what Mike Barbiglia has the um crap um REM sleep disorder. Like that's when, okay. yeah, that night terrors is um, when your dreams are like, so I'm now we're going into something I don't even completely know. But like, in my mind, night terrors are when like, the dreams are so real that like, not act them out, but you're like, in the moment. And it's but that's what I thought. That's what that's why people get strangled. Because like, you, there's an intruder. And so the person sleeping thinks they're protecting their home from an intruder, but really, they're strangling their spouse. Yeah, but I still think it's a REM disorder. Like I don't I've never we have to look why don't we why don't we come back to it like we'll do some research on night terrors i have to write that down or i'm gonna forget night terrors but yeah it is i'm not joking uh three different boyfriends night terrors um and it's not fun i will tell you like i'll take twitching over night terrors it is that is the worst alarm clock (laughs) uh that one can have is somebody screaming and you're like hey what's going on and they're like i'm fine and you're like cool you're sweating and you look mad um, <laughs> um, okay, let's get into let's get personal. Uh, my question is, would you rather be hot or cold? It's so cold in this house. It is. That oh, you're I, your boyfriend's but I was gonna say your own I'm, apartment is freezing. 
Yeah, but you know, I I have like a heated blanket and a weighted blanket, and it's so funny because Johnny's flatmate. When I was telling him about my bed, so I was like, oh, I was like, it's got a mattress pad, a heated blanket, a weighted blanket. He was like, oh, you want to sleep like a panini? I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to panini myself. <laughs> <laughs> Some people sleep like a burrito. It just depends on what sandwich you like. I pass out when it's hot, and when if it's cold. I can't do anything. Yeah, neither neither feels good. But if I have to make a choice, it's hot. I cannot function when I'm cold. I just, I first of all, my level level of kindness is gone. It's all gone. I cannot handle being cold. I'm angry when I'm cold. I can't think straight when I'm cold. I just truly. This is the first year I bought a like a a space heater because I was just. I was in my room absolutely freeze. I have a I have a heated blanket, but like that stuff to like I don't want to be stuck in my bed all day. Like I also hate like the fact that I would like get up and I would just have to be like drinking tea all day and I'd be having to wear like my winter coat in my apartment. Like and I some of it is my body type. Like I'm I don't like I've actually looked into like do I uh, am I anemic? Like why am I always I I googled the same thing. I googled one of my googles for this week was going to be why am I always cold, but I decided not to because I thought that would be like I don't know. I was just like, who cares? But you care. Apparently. I do care. There are no I, dumb googles so on this funny. podcast. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely googled why am I always cold, and anemia came up, and some people's body temperatures are just lower. But like Johnny can stand a lot more cold than I can stand, and I'm exactly like you. I get in a bad mood. I can't think. I can't function. I hate being in bed. Like if it's, and then if I have to get out of bed, that freezing, like ah, you know, um, is the worst. I That's was hilarious. I was such an annoying bitch when I was staying with you because I was so cold and I would get like all comfy under your panini situation. And then I'd be like, fuck, I have to brush my teeth. And you'd be like, you don't have to brush your teeth. And I was like, just like do Maria. And you <laughs> did this to me in this cold apartment. I just can't. Bathroom had no heat. Oh, it was like going in an outhouse. Outhouse. Absolutely. Literally that having to take your pants down outside feeling is like my sad, like, and I'm a peer. So I'm going into this outhouse like 40 times a day. I, I don't like it. I, I, just, I know, but, but it's still the best house I've had. Here. No, I do. I love your apartment. I don't want to trash your apartment. You have a great apartment, uh, great roommates, great cat. You have a great situation. Um, but I think that's just London in general. Every place I've been to is just drafty and just pretends like their windows are functional and i'm like i don't know when these windows were made and i'm happy you guys have history but oh my fucking god every room feels like outside brooklyn like so new york you can't control your thermostat unless you're rich like that's like that you have to like buy into control so oh wow yeah no so your heat goes on if it goes below 40 but first of all the first like week it goes below 40 everybody's pretending it's not happening it's not like it the you know winter starts goes below 40 and they turn on the heat it's like for two weeks you're like could we like what are we doing here like it's winter there's snow outside can somebody turn on the fucking heat and then they just blast it and they, they blast it for like let's say two hours so then you're just like in a t-shirt and then they stop and then it just stops for a couple of hours and you're like this isn't I don't need a blast of 100 degrees and then go back to 30 like I don't I think that's There's the reason a comedian you get sick. And something like years ago in the 90s or like early 2000s had a joke like the two settings in his New York apartment were freezing or Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. 
there was another comic. Oh, I can't think of what his name is, but he had little um, little notches on his window and it said the degrees by opening the window. So it would be like 70, 75, 80, like depending on how much he opened and closed the window, because that's the only way you can really control anything in New York. You have a heater that's outside your means. But yeah, I would I would never choose I would never choose cold. Like and I I think a lot of people intrinsically think that like I'm not going to go on vacation to you know Finland in the winter or but I like I'm so much that I'm like why is skiing a fun vacation? Like I don't I'm the type of person that even in the summer I have to bring kind of I would say a medium-sized sweatshirt or jacket on the subway because they air condition the fuck out of the subway. And I'm freezing or planes. I sat next to a very like petite Asian girl wearing shorts and a tank top. It was like July. It was the right outfit for what was going on. And I was wearing a sweatshirt, a jean jacket, sweatpants, boots. Like I was like wearing all the clothes and I was shivering. And I could not figure out how why she wasn't dying on the plane. Like I just was like, I can't. I think I think I'm anemic. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe so. <laughs> maybe there's tests that you can do. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, but yeah, you, you have to learn to dress in layers because it is freezing on the subway and hot on the fucking street and and on the platform. You get off the platform and it's literally like someone breathing on you. I was gonna say that's exactly the analogy. I like we, I used to come out of the office when I worked in an office in New York, and and it just was like, oh, and you're like, oh god, uh, uh, uh. I feel violated. So that's the weather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our topic today or this week is um, just like Botox and like aging and wrinkles. Like it's funny. Like we're both in our 30s, and this is when people. This is when all advertisers, have you noticed your advertising has changed online? Like, I feel like, I feel like they know our, they have to know our age. I put my age, they, every single thing asks for your birthday. I feel like the entire internet knows my age and they're just like, Hey, you're going to be 35 soon. Do you want to do something about your face? <laughs> like, I feel like they're whispering yeah. messages that like, this is my last year of my face being what I want it to be. And I want to be like, it's never been what I want it to be. Internet, you can't hurt me. Have you ever experienced this? So um, I would get my eyebrows threaded or I'd get my eyebrows waxed, whatever I was doing at this point, because it's so common. So I would go in and I'd be like, hey, can I just get my eyebrows threaded? And they'd be like, sure. They do it and they go, anything else? And I go, no. And they'd be like, do you want to wax your lip or do you want to? And it's like, okay, I know there's hair there, but I've already done something about it. So they're just intrinsically being like, this is also a thing you should be insecure about. Like, even though it's not even, th- there's no hair there. I've already taken care of it. You're saying this is probably a problem for you. Or in my mind, the way I read it is let me give you an insecurity about it. And that's yeah. almost how I feel about the advertising. Like I, we both look pretty young. Like both of us don't look like we're in our thirties and I'm very grateful. Um, although like when I want anybody to take me seriously, I have to be like, I'm in my thirties. I've experienced stuff. Um, <laughs> as I say with braids in my hair. Um, yeah. but there is Better a part- uneven. Yeah. Thank you. Very uneven. <laughs> um, car crash braids is what I'm calling these. Um, but there is a part of me that like, they're just going, you're, you're in your thirties. It's going to be a problem. No one's ever going to love you again that you got to get on this now, do anything you can to stay attractive. This is your future. Like, it just feels like they, they're trying to make you insecure, even if you're not insecure. 
And it's also like the more people who get it now, like suddenly you're aging at a faster rate than the people your age. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just like, why do I, what, like, I look 20 years older than you. And they're like, sorry, <laughs> they're I don't like, smile. I have the blood of a child in me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> sorry, that's, that was weird. Um, but whatever it takes not to have wrinkles. Like, this is the thing is like, I don't think I'm as scared of wrinkles as much as I am about my, my, I've always had big cheeks. And I think there's not, I think that whatever that skin is, is starting to be droopy. <laughs> Am I yeah. drooping? Yes. And so then, the jowls. And yeah, and then I'm a big so I have big cheeks and I'm a big laugher. I could even see it in the video we made. I have these really strong lines around my mouth. And this is the funny part about it is that they're there. I laugh. I'm a laugher. I like laughing. I'm not ashamed of getting older or having laugh lines, but when they stick. So like we it sounds so silly. We did this video. We were laughing the whole time. And then after the laugh was over, they stay. And I was like, oh, no, my parents were right. If I make that face for too long, it'll stay that way. Yeah, I think I, I think crow's feet, which like the laugh lines on your eyes, you know, um, I think they're really attractive on people. But it's just you start to notice, like, I have so many Googles about this. I should have had a different one in the coffee thing, um, you know, because like the, I'm like I have a double chin because I'd gained weight. But now I'm worried, like even if I lose the weight, like if, I, if my skin is sagging just enough, like the chin will stay. I think the stigma around getting um, they're now called like tweakments. And I think the stigma around getting them is less and less so. But I do think it's unfortunate that rather than just having a society of people who have wrinkles and saggy jowls and um, double chins, everyone's fixing them. And so that that sort of like it keeps you having to do it too to stay in the standard of beauty, yada, yada, yada. But like, it just makes I, me sad because we're I don't... in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like, it's not just easy for us to just be like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm above that. Because do you know what? The industry isn't. So it's like, this is something we have to contend against. And um, it's either we get super fat and just, and be hilariously overweight or perfect and, and stick thin <laughs> or perfect. That's, uh, or stick thin. And um, yeah, you know, and that people who are in between, it's just like, are, are, oh, they're so girl next door, like the Lena Dunham, the Amy Schumers. Um, and, and I like that they're out there and doing well or were, um, I don't know, Lena Dunham got a lot of shit, but like, I, I liked her show girls because it made me see that like women can have a show and not be perfect. And I, I want that. But every time I think I have this dream of having my own TV show, but I, every time I look in the mirror, I go, who's going to give you your own TV show? You're not a leading lady. You're not, you're not like beautiful like that. And so I just have to remind myself that these people do like people do get them. No, also that makes me sad and you are beautiful. I think I think what sucks and I remember this conversation so much because I don't think I ever this is where like my white lady privilege is out there but I remember you being so pissed off you're like why is an angel in every single movie and show always like a thin blonde white lady? Like why mm. can't why can't there be a black angel? Why can't there be an ethnically ambiguous angel? Why can't there be a Latina angel? Why is this definition of an angel, an angelic woman, always this very pale, pixie thin blonde lady? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> yeah, why the fuck is that? But it is that same, like this idea of what virginal and like, and like pure is. But then also, you know, what's so funny. So, um, me and my boyfriend started watching 24. He's seen it. I hadn't seen it. And 
the first season is in 2000. So it's still like this 90s idea of beauty. And the women are like emaciated skinny. They're like Allie McBeal skinny. So they're yeah. like, their noses are like little pixie tiny noses and their body, like they're a level of skinny that you're like, if they look this skinny on television, I cannot imagine what they look like in real life. Very nice. I'm not judging skinny women, but it's just like, it was, I remember how bad the 90s made me feel, which was like, you have to be, I don't know. What's that model's name? Uh, the really thin one that had a cocaine problem. But yes. All of them? Go on. Um, yeah. But like, I just felt like 90s was like, you have to be almost sickly to be desirable. And then it really has changed. I don't know if JLo changed it with like asses being a thing or the fact that more Latinos are in the limelight. I don't know what it is, but like, you don't have to be emaciated. Dude, I could have used the Kardashians growing up. Like I grew up (laughs) an Egyptian in Ohio. I could have used something like the Kardashians saying like your big butt is a good feature because I felt like a freak. I think there's a part of me that's like for the, and I, again, I'm very fortunate that I am not aging, that most people think I'm like 24. I've had people that are like, how have you been doing stand up as long as you have? And I was like, well, I was born in the eighties <laughs> and you can't <laughs> tell. This is the thing though, is like, I don't think I, like I almost feel so out of the loop because my friends or my peers started talking about like, injections and Botox and like all that stuff. Some, most of my friends are about five, 10 years older than me, but I'm talking about friends that are even my age that were like, yeah, I, you know, there's Groupons and you can get Botox. And so you're supposed to start young. And I'm like, what? Like in my mind, how is starting earlier the bet? Like there's a, there's a half-life for these things and it technically is a poison. So if you start earlier it'll stop working earlier. Like, that's what I don't understand. Well, the idea is that it's training your muscle to relax. Because that's what Botox does, right? It it relaxes your muscles so that it doesn't give you the wrinkle, the 11s that they call those vertical lines between your eyebrows. So it'll train your muscle to relax. So the more you do Botox, the more it just does it on its own is the idea. I'm worried that that isn't the case and that the more the more Botox you do, the more you need. And so I think that's 100% but, um, what it is. I think it's 100% the same way that like you smoke a bowl of pot and you get high and then you keep doing that. And eventually you need to smoke two bowls, like any kind of drug. I don't think I don't think with Botox, that's the case. Like physically, I don't think Botox means that you have to get more to have the same to, results. To I have the same result. I do think it might be the case for Juvederm, which is a different thing and confused a lot of the times. And I also think mentally, people will just do more and more and more because they're sort of addicted to the change. So it's sort of like when you get a tattoo and then suddenly like you want to get another tattoo or for me, it was piercings at one point in my life. Well, so it's a two-part question for me. So first of all, if it's relaxing your muscles, why then do people, why is that typical like she can't smile because she's had too much Botox when, Mm -hmm. when women are no longer able to be expressive because they've had so much Botox? So if it's training your muscles to relax, why is getting too much of it freeze your face because these women started later in life and their muscles were already like the wrinkles were already deeper set so i think what that knowledge is now is that if you start early you can train your muscles early on to to relax so you won't need that much that you can't move your mouth i'm guessing uh i would love it if someone shined a light on this stuff because i'm i'm really interested in it Um, I, i just nothing about it is desirable to me like it's funny to be like hey i am 
worried, both as somebody that is in the limelight, but also just, I think the worry comes from this has been my face for so long. And I'm scared to look in the mirror. I'm scared that my phone isn't going to recognize me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm scared that like, well, there is a certain Beverly Hills look where I remember going to the peninsula when I was in LA this last time. And they like, it's like, everybody's related. They all sort of look the same. Oh, dude, the amount of women that get lip injections now, like regular women, because that's the other thing is as it becomes more socially acceptable and as Groupons and that kind of stuff make it more financially accessible, all women have the same lips now and they all look a little bit um, like someone punched them in the face a week ago. And I think you can overdo it on that stuff. But I guess like where we veer off is that you're not impressed with any of it and you don't want to do it. I do want to do it, but I want to do it subtly. And I'm hoping that's the case. I, I hope it's not that I'll just have to do it more and more every time. But um, but like I, I do want a little Juvederm. I want a little Juvederm in my upper lip, but not so much that I look punched in the face, just a little bit of filler. I want a little filler in my cheekbones so that my cheeks lift up a little bit so I don't have the marionette lines and the jaw lines that you were talking about. Um, I want to do this stuff. But this is my worry. And this is this is where I think it becomes a slippery slope. And this is why I think you get these kind of monster looking women after a while. And you're like, how did they let their face become so distorted? I think the issue is, is that you do it once and it works. So you do it, you get the results, you feel amazing, you look amazing. You're like, oh my God, it works. So then you do it a second time. And let's say the second time it works. And then you do it a third time. It's not really the results, but you're still remembering that it did work at one point. So you're like, maybe it's a bad batch or maybe you need a little bit more. And so then you you do a little bit more. And then maybe that time it works. And then next thing you know, it just kind of sneaks up on you. And now you're somebody that can't move their face. They kind of look like a monster. Their cheekbones are now inside their eyeballs. Like, I just feel like- Yeah, but I think that that depends on the people doing it. And this is the problem is that too many people are doing it. It's not just doctors and dermatologists. It's people who do nails also go, do you want a Botox injection? It is the Groupons. It is the people who are inexperienced that will give you too much or do too much where you, you know, like I, we had a friend that like her um, right eyelid went limp for a month because they got the Botox too close to a muscle. Then she couldn't open her eye. I think it's um, an industry that isn't regulated as much or it grew faster than it could be regulated. But like, I just think there are too many people out there doing these things that don't have the experience behind it. And that, and that can really fuck someone up. And I, as far as older women go, they started earlier when the technology was less, I don't know. But, um, and this is my biggest problem with all these things. Cause I did a series of, I think eight treatments of like a laser on my face to get rid of my acne scars. And the idea was the laser would penetrate a layer of my skin that would then cause it to, um, build the collagen to build up my skin back. up. It would destroy a layer underneath so that the collagen would build it back up so that it would like basically fill out the acne scars that are on my face. And so right after I did it, they would like um, it hurt. It just felt like somebody snapping a rubber band on me over and over and over again. And they had to numb my face. I did it. And every time I did it, my face would puff up and then like slowly calm back down. But it did look great. But long-term, long-term, it's like my, the, the scars, scars are still there. And I remember talking to one of the, the girls who was administering, um, I think on my last one. And she was like, well, you have to keep doing them. You've only done, I think I did six or eight and it was expensive. This is yeah. thousands of dollars it cost me. Yeah. And she was like, you have to do another eight. And it's just like, okay, at what point am I being taken advantage of? Does yeah. this work? If I did another eight, will it work? Or am, are they just, is this just the industry that's taking money from me? And like, when does 
certain body types? When does genetics come into place? Like there is a part of you that's like the fact that non-doctors can be injecting something into you. The fact that we could get a certificate. We could do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, could you imagine that's one of our like Patreon benefits? (laughs) That would be so funny. Yeah. A certain tier is that we do stuff with no education. Um, Oh, our, our, our our slogan would be, uh, we'll give it a shot. (laughs) You were so proud of that. I can I can I, see your smile through the audio. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get it out. I couldn't even think of the word slogan. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we've just changed our entire podcast to two non-doctors. We'll give it a shot, and we will be giving out uh, flu shots and Botox shots. Uh, I think I could find a vein. Sorry, oh. did we hit a nerve? Oh okay. <laughs> no, nope, nope. You, it's, I'm going to find a different co-host. You've, your mom's really good at this. Yeah, no. She's going to be, she's, she's actually just going to end up taking this, you know how like, um, late night TV, like it happens very rarely, but they'll like take a break or they'll get sick. So they have like somebody fill in. I just feel like at some point we're going to have my mom fill in for us. And then eventually it's just going to be her podcast. Dude. I, that's happening. I, yeah. It's, 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 it's I, inevitable. Whether it's sooner or later, it's inevitable. Yeah. Your mom's going to have her own podcast and she's going to have millions of followers. <laughs> my mom is 63. She is not a girly person. I don't I think I've seen my mom in makeup seven times my entire life. Um, apparently, when we were young, my mom had like one dress that she would wear to all events. And like Marge Simpson. <laughs> she is. She's like a Marge Simpson. She had like one hairdo, one dress. I think my mom looks amazing. My mom. I don't think my mom looks 63. But at the same time, I also think She's done probably nothing. I don't even know if I've seen my mom use lotion. I'm actually worried because my hands, like my skin is very dry, but my face is very oily that the rest of me is going to look all shriveled up, but my face is going to look 30 for the rest of my life. That's, that's my, I think that, I think that's best case scenario. Like, <laughs> looking 30, the rest of your life is awesome. I, so what if you had wrinkled old hand, I, hands? Yeah, I just never take off gloves. I just look like I'm from like the thirties and I'm just like, oh, darling. Debonair. Yeah, darling. You never know what you're going to touch. I, really, it's just like the coronavirus had a, an effect on me. And I'm just like, oh, darling, I wear gloves everywhere. And people are like, I heard her, her hands look like dead spiders. I love that we can't stay on topic. Why? Why? We don't need to. Yeah. Okay, so this is my final question. If you had unlimited amount of money, would you try all these things? God, yes. Are you kidding? This isn't even... Oh, my God. I'd start with Juvederm. I'd get the Botox in my forehead. Um, uh, I'd get a little bit of lip filler. <gasps> and so stop angry. it. Unlimited Sorry. money, you said. Sorry. And um, I would. I, I might even look into like a nose job because I, I really... No, I, I love You know nose. what? You're I'm old enough to have dealt with it. Like, I don't like my nose. I've thought about it for two decades, at least. I want it. I want a nose job. But um, it's also, it's like you said, it's terrifying because it's my face. And if anything goes wrong, you can't do anything about it. Or if you don't like you know, it. it's like the laser eye surgery. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like you don't like it. Like, then you have to hate your face for a different reason. And it's your fault now. Like, I don't like my nose either. But like, it's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> Like, true. it's it's like, you know, this is genetics and bullying from when I was 12. Weirdly enough, everything that we've had to do with with uh, Zoom, like the Zoom culture that's taken off, there is no angle that doesn't make my nose look huge on Zoom. Like nothing. There's nothing I can do that doesn't make me look at a my Zoom picture while it's happening or like when people post it and not go, all I see is my nose. But I have looked in the mirror and gone, 
I don't care. I think that's the hardest part is that like, I've spent all this time with self acceptance up until this moment. And now I'm changing again. And that's what's upsetting. So I it's taken me so much like self help books and therapy and self acceptance and love, and what have you to be like, this is what I look like. And I'm happy with it. So the fact that it's now changing, I'm like, God, damn it. <laughs> like, like, I feel like it's like another overhaul. Like I am just starting to, for the first time in my life, get sucked into like wrinkle cream advertisements and being like, maybe that is the serum. Maybe that is what I need to do. And this is how I try to talk to myself. But like, if you made all those changes, especially a nose job, I'd be like, that's not my friend. Like I would look at you and be like that. I don't recognize that person. Yeah. Even though that is your face and you have every right to do whatever you want to it. And that's also keep in mind we're aging or whatever. That would break my heart because I love your face. Truly. I, I know that's like a funny thing that we say to each other. Like, it's just like, I love your face, but it's, I do. I like, that's, that is like who it's weird how like bullying and not looking like the magazines and like just that kind of looking any kind of ethnic is like so frowned upon. It's so crazy to like, think that like they're now they're letting you be like slightly ethnically ambiguous. I just feel like this is where I get like all sappy and self lovey, but there is a part of me that's like, I'd rather do more work on accepting myself and a little bit of, I don't know, wrinkle cream, as opposed to being like, I'm going to give this thing that seems to barely be working for people a shot and then destroy my face. Don't destroy your face. That's really nice, but I'm still going to, I'm not going to get a nose job, but I'm definitely still going to like maintain. Can I, can I at least be kept in the loop so I can have some influence? Are you going to keep me out of the loop? Yeah, yeah, I'll keep you in the loop. But like, I mean, I don't have any money. First of all, that's good. We can't, uh, we barely can pay our bills. So. It's why we do comedy. It's so that people go, hey, your personality is awesome. I don't care what you look like. Uh, I don't know how this one got sad. I don't think it did. I think <laughs> I think, uh, I think think we're, we're working on our personalities to the point where it doesn't matter what we look like. I think that's a great goal. <laughs> I do. I do think like episode like 400 of two non-doctors is us just pawning wrinkle creams. <laughs> like I do think it, like our advertisements are going to get crazy and that it's just going to... I. I do see a very funny future of like people being like, you know, they've really uh, eaten their words and um, yeah, they have their own wrinkle it's, line now. Try everything. Yeah, <laughs> try, just... try everything. There's no guarantee. Sorry, you don't love yourself. Thanks for listening, guys. I, I don't know. I would like to hear people that have tried it. Like, I don't want to hear like my friend tried it and da, da, da. I would like to hear from people that are like, I've tried Botox. I've tried injections. What's the thing you were talking about? The Duoderm? I've never even heard of that. Juvederm is the filler. Oh, the filler. Um, it's just a brand of filler. Oh, it's like the Kleenex, of- like the Kleenex and the chapstick <laughs> of. Um, yeah, I would like to hear from anybody who's tried like facial fracturing or lasers to to get rid of acne scars and if it's worked for them. Oh yeah, we're really just doing research through our fans. Email us at two non doctors at gmail dot com. Um, please follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Two non doctors. Um, I think only Instagram is the one I couldn't get the full word doctors. I will thank find- you to all our all our uh, all our Patreons. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate the support. Thank you for being there. And if you want bonus episodes or an early episodes, 
if you want to control content. our Googles, like if you want to influence what yeah. we talk about, please, um, we love ideas. I honestly, even just having my mom on and finding out what she Googles is like fascinating to me. Like I love totally hearing what like is like important to other people. But yeah, we appreciate all the comments, all the emails, you guys listening, you guys sending our, our podcast to other people. This is um, this really means a lot to us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That's just amazing that you have so many butt exercises.